This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. AYS, it's good to be back on a Saturday morning. Very good to be back on a Saturday morning. For whatever reason, the comments from Facebook are not showing up uh, on my side. We're going to be we're working on that now, but we will bring up your questions, like uh, and statements, like Stanley Polky on Facebook Live just says, "Let's go, let's go." Absolutely. So we're monitoring it tonight, this morning. We're just not going to be bringing it up on the screen. If you're on YouTube or Periscope, we will be able to bring it up. Again, again, you it, it, Facebook on a, on a Tuesday and Saturday, man. We got a good show this morning for you, though. If it's your first time joining us on Saturday mornings, we are a little bit more chilled and relaxed, kind of like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Max and all cool, and maybe we'll shoot some b-ball outside of the school. You know, we're, we're kind of chill, but that's what it normally is. This morning, we got to get into a little, into a little topic. Got to talk about a little something, something. Ed Orgeron, um, under question, called a PR nightmare. Baton Rouge media turning on him. We'll talk on Ed Orgeron. We'll talk about my thoughts. And what's the true state of LSU? What does it remind me of? I think that there's a good comparison of what LSU's going through as a whole. 
a very good comparison of what LSU is going on or what's going on at LSU as a whole that reminds me of and that we all need to be cautious of. We'll talk about that. LSU recruiting Jacoby Matthews decommits from LSU. Uh, he is on his way to Aggie Land today. Uh, it's okay. Don't don't freak out. It's okay. Uh, and we get a big interior offensive lineman, Emory Jones, as this class continues to be wrapped up. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Be good. Hashtag Ask Blake. So put all of your comments. Um, put all of your comments inside of the chat. As I mentioned just a minute ago, if you're on Facebook, we won't be able to bring them up, but we will read them off. So put the hashtag Ask Blake. And who's your favorite current LSU athlete? You can put that in there uh, as well. So let's do this. Before we get started, because we do need to talk about some stuff. We do need to talk about some stuff. Um, let's pay some bills very quickly. And then we're going to get in, uh, to talking about Ed Orsron, um and what happened yesterday. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and BetOnline.ag. Guys, with 63 years of experience, nobody is more equipped to service in your vehicle, truck, and or RV more than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And BetOnline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline. Now that mobile betting is in the state of Louisiana, you need to get over to BetOnline.ag. When you sign up, you're going to get 50% off your first welcome bonus and deposit when you sign up. You want the NFL. You want college football you want baseball as Anthony Rizzo hits an absolute tank missile last night an absolute tank you want to bet on the Yankees you can but you got to get over to betonline.ag to do it the number one fastest growing mobile betting service in the country it's betonline.ag so get on over there today betonline.ag betonline.ag all right, so I see a couple comments. Stanley Pokey says, this time next week, a preseason game will be in the books. Football is almost here. That is. It is, and it's very glorious. It's very, very glorious. Richie Roche, our good friend. Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, a, a great sponsor of AYS. What's going on, Richie? Nookie says, empty the ammo clips this morning, Blake. All right, I, I'm not going to empty the... the, the um, I'm not going to empty the clips. I'm not going to go hashtag full-on Rafino's rants here. But we do need to talk about something. You know, there was a lot of times during this offseason and even last year when I questioned media members. You remember when we had Glenn Gilbo on the show? uh, We had a pretty spirited debate. He was cordial. I was cordial. We talked about it. We got through it. But I've some people have questioned me honestly in reference to Ed Orgeron and some of the media members that are taking pot shots at him. Now, some of it, yeah, I, I could see where it may be a little bit warranted. And I do think that Ed's not a perfect human being nor a perfect coach. But the level and magnitude of what Ed Orgeron's going through from his own local media is starting to I'm starting to question that. Now if you don't, if you didn't see it, this week Ed Orgeron went in front of the Baton Rouge Rotary Club. In the in the in the Rotary Club, in that it, I guess press conference, if you will, Ed Orgeron was asked 
let's call him what he was and what he is, is a booster who asked Ed Orgeron a question, what did he need to do in reference to starting his business so that he can start paying LSU players and LSU football players through name, image, and likeness? Ed Orgeron stated, and I'm quoting, please call Tarek Panamski, and we're going to do this legally. Ed Orgeron said in his press conference about name, image, and likeness that we're going to do this legally. He said that four times. Now, the question has been, is it illegal for Ed Orgeron to say call Derek Panamski? It's not. So this whole narrative, if you'd actually read a book or read the law, you would know that someone reaching out to LSU is not about name, image, and likeness. It's not illegal. The University of Miami is doing the same exact thing and has had same communications with um, I forget the 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 um, MMA gym that's that Dustin Portier is uh, a part of. It's slipping my mind. Uh, American Top Team, American Top Team, and their CEO is up in Miami two and three times a week meeting with compliance and administration. And what Derek Panamski would do is get these individuals over to compliance. Now, yesterday, politely, Jordy Collada on the Collada Show said that Ed Orgeron doing that is a PR nightmare. Now, I'm not going to rip on Jordy. I honestly think Jordy does a fantastic job at what he does. Um, But he has said some things over the last couple of weeks and the last couple of days that start to question about Ed Orgeron and about what he's doing. How is Ed Orgeron a PR nightmare, as Jordy alluded to on his show yesterday? So let, let's go through it. Now, there are some things that I will give to you. The Bo Pelini comment, I'll give to you. Um, hmm. I'm not going to really give you the shirt off running around campus because when Ed Orsron was doing that in 2019, everybody praised him. So if you're talking about Title IX being Ed Orsron being a PR nightmare, if it's Title IX, so which part exactly is Ed Orsron the PR nightmare. What part of that is is under him? Is it Gloria Scott? Yeah, you might remember Gloria Scott, the individual who said that Darius Geis, while she was working at the Superdome, said something very inappropriate to her and that she reached out to LSU and wanted something to happen. We have video, uh, video I say videotape, we have audio tape of Gloria Scott calling LSU administration, saying that she spoke with Sharon Lewis. Now, we all know who Sharon Lewis is. Sharon Lewis is the individual who worked for LSU, who's now suing LSU for $50 million. Gloria Scott says that she calls Sharon Lewis. This isn't my words. This is Gloria Scott's words. And now that she wants her, and now that she's talked with Sharon Lewis, she wants LSU to pay her money. So is that part of Ed Orgeron? So let's go to Sharon Lewis. Is it Sharon Lewis who's suing LSU for $50 million? And what's crazy about this is, what's crazy about this is that same individual in Sharon Lewis that's suing LSU for $50 million not once named Ed Orsron in her lawsuit. Is that part of Ed Orsron being a PR nightmare? Or is that everything that LSU's done beforehand a PR nightmare? And you want to blame it on Ed because of what happened last season on the field. 
Now, I've said multitudes of times. So to the, let me get the right number here. So to the 191 people that are watching us this morning, if you want to come in the comments and have the debate about Ed Orgeron and LSU and what happened on the field, completely okay with that. I'm fine with that. I will have the debate with you. I might not agree with you. I'll have the debate. But when it comes to Title IX, when it comes to everything that's going on off the field, we have to wait. We have to wait. Because if you don't wait for due process, you know what this is going to look like and what it's starting to turn into on the surface. Do you remember Duke lacrosse? Do you remember what happened during Duke lacrosse when a, a, a... uh, assistant district attorney withheld information on the three individuals that got arrested from Duke University and the and the media and the PR that ripped on these three kids from Duke that ripped on Duke's administration only for them to be found innocent and the assistant district attorney to be arrested because he withheld information what part of that PR do you They've already done it. The media has already done things and always has done things that have been suspect. You think they're not doing that on Ed Orgeron? So when we take the curtain back, when we pull the curtain away, what PR nightmare has Ed Orgeron been? There's some things I will give you. There's some things that he said that's not good. You know who else has done that before? Nick Saban. Remember when he screamed and yelled at Maria Taylor and then had to come out a couple days later and apologize because he's acting like a little brat and a piece of shit? Screaming at Maria Taylor. So quit asking. That's not what we're supposed to do here. My wife closed the door because I'm starting to yell. That's not, She closed the door. I See... I wanted to be careful with that one. Kenny Russell on Facebook Live says he called you out specifically too. Yeah, I heard him, but he wasn't rude. Um, Tolly Blanchard sends us 99 stars on Facebook. We appreciate that. I'm going to get to comments on Facebook, guys. I can still see him. I'm having to monitor. Um, but yeah. One thing I want to talk about the most here is... is Jordy said yesterday on his show that media members are pointing and laughing at LSU, and in the context, he's talking about Ed Orgeron. I would love to know the media members that are laughing and pointing fingers at Ed Orgeron. I've gone on major rants on this. I've told you this is what they're doing. Nobody, you know, some people laughed at me when I said that this was going on. USA Today, multitudes, Matt Moscona, other ones have done this. But I do ask for the debate, in the debate of, in the spirit of debate, which media members are pointing and laughing at Ed Orgeron? You can't make that comment and think that LSU fans aren't entitled to who's making fun of their head coach. Who's pointing and laughing at LSU? And especially who's pointing and laughing at LSU football. Because the last time I checked, when it comes to on the field, you can't do that. Who is doing that? Is it the uppity BR press? Which individual is doing it? I would love to know 
who's trying to make fun and point fingers at Ed Orgeron when two seasons ago you thought the man walked on water? Ed Orgeron should and can fall victim to getting ridiculed and asked and questions being asked to him in a negative light when he starts doing bad stuff on the field. If you want to call Ed Orgeron a PR nightmare, you better come with a little bit more than him saying he didn't interview face-to-face with Bo Pelini because that's not what he said. What Ed actually said about the Bo Pelini thing was, I didn't have to interview him face-to-face. What is the difference of Bo Pelini interviewing Ed Orgeron face-to-face and them doing it over Zoom, phone call, and stuff like that? What's the difference? He wanted to hire him anyway. And he's taking the blame on that. Ed's not being cocky and saying, I want things pointed at me. What he is doing is saying, you better get your ass ready because here comes the Tigers. It's going to happen if LSU goes 10-2. Guys, I've told you this for, what episode are we on? Episode 291. I've told you this for the last 291 episodes. Winning covers a multitude of sins. It covers a multitude of sins. So, no, I'm not going to completely freak out on a coach that two seasons ago gave you and orchestrated, whether you call it lightning in a bottle or not, I'm not going to freak out on him that he won a national title just a season ago or two seasons ago. A lot has to go into a national title. You know how I know that? Because not everybody's winning one. Clemson, South Carolina, uh, Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State had won one in a little bit. LSU's in that tier. Georgia hadn't won one. Florida hadn't won one. USC hasn't won one. You're laughing at Ed Orgeron? Did you know that Ed Orgeron's the only active SEC head coach that's beating Nick Saban? That's had a victory against Nick Saban. Did you know that? The shitty coach. I'm not saying that Jory said that, that last part, because he didn't. All right, let's get to a couple comments. Um, Let's see. C. King says, Jordy is mad at Coach O. Doesn't come on the show when Jordy was on 104.5. He used to worship Coach O. Could be. Something we need to ask him. Chuck Goudreau says, love Coach O. Great coach and great person. Kenny Russell says, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know the motivations behind all of this. I, I, I don't put the, all the uh, – or I, I don't know the uh, the motivations. It does seem like Jordy ha- has um, – Shifted his tune. If you got your questions in here, put it in the ha- in here at hashtag Ask Blake. All right, let's get to a couple comments here. Tony Weaver says the negative Nathan and panicking Peters were out yesterday when Jacoby Matthews decommitted. Jordy and Matt have become female dog brothers with their panic foolery. Uh, Brian says good morning, Blake from Hotlanta. Hey, jo- uh, Tony, I I don't disagree. I don't disagree here, by the way. You know, you know, <laughs> Tony, you know what I'm feeling. Uh, good morning, Blake from Hotlanta. All right. Brandon Reese says, it's good that LSU was able to keep Emory Jones home yesterday. Guys, I, I mean, look, you, you, you went and got a um, commitment from a position that you really needed. Uh, Kenny uh, Futch on Facebook Live says, oh, Saban been lying? 
Kenny says, I'm telling you now, Kenny Russell on Facebook Live, he says, I'm telling you now, all this mess is going on with Nick Saban. The local media wouldn't have attacked him at all. That's where the problem is. I'm not saying, Kenny, that they wouldn't have attacked him because if you remember, here's the crazy thing about the, the Baton Rouge media. They did get used to get after Nick's ass. They did used to get after Nick's ass. Um, somebody who covered the program, and, and, and then I talked to a guy who's just been an LSU fan, just two different people. They both brought, brought up the same press conference talking uh, – one, uh, some media member asked uh, Nick Saban one time, is this the biggest game of the season? Are you telling your players this is the biggest game of the season, whoever they were playing? And Nick said, every game's the biggest season. This is the SEC. And they got all butthurt because Nick Saban yelled at them. Guys, I- I'm sorry, but... I mean, you know what you know what's going on when he's yelling at you. Ed's never been rude to the media. He fired off at Brooks Cabina, who brought his happy ass over to the Houston Chronicle to cover the Texans. I mean, he got after his ass a little bit. He hadn't gotten after anybody else. I mean, he's been great to the media. What's crazy to me, too, is Will Wade has done so many crazy things uh, and been accused of so many crazy things. So... How is it that Will Wade can be on the FBI audio uh, uh, audio tape, uh, a wiretap? And I'm not, and you guys know the way that I feel about Will Wade, and I think they don't have enough evidence. A wiretap doesn't mean anything. A lot of you know my background and what I do outside the podcast. Oh, FBI wiretap means nothing. But how are you going to defend Will Wade on an FBI wiretap saying strong ass offer? And then you have this evidence on Ed. Now, if you want to talk about, and I know one thing I didn't talk, I didn't mention, if you're going to talk about with Ed, the player that told him a situation that went on, guys, I'm sorry, but that's he said, she said, and that's in a civil, a civil case. You want to talk about that with Ed, PR nightmare on what? They're trying to find ways to, guys, the USA Today is actively trying to find a way to get Ed Orgeron in hot shit. And I don't believe for one hot second that it does. it's not LSU people. Hear what I'm trying to tell you when I say this. I'm not 100% sure that LSU people and boosters and individuals aren't the ones pushing this to the USA today. What do you have on Ed? The biggest thing that you have going on in Title IX right now is Sharon Lewis suing you for $50 million. Not once did she mention Ed Orgeron. So she lists Les Miles and others. Zat Mettenberger was in the lawsuit. She was with Ed Orgeron for four seasons and didn't mention him one Rudy Poo time. Hmm. It's very interesting. Gloria Scott committed a crime along with Sharon Lewis. Guys, extortion is a crime. They both committed a, a crime, and nobody wants to talk about it. If you don't believe me, read what extortion is. Colin Thibodeau says, easy to do when all you do is point out the lack of support Coach O gets from local media. That's all that happens. Peggy says, and why Coach O emphasized we're doing this legally. Correct. It's exactly why Ed emphasized that he wants to do name, image, and likeness legally. 
Guys, there's nothing wrong with Ed Orgeron going out there and taking a shot at Nick Saban. Nobody, nobody said anything negative towards Nick Saban here locally. Nobody. I fired off a Nick and said, show me the money, hashtag Jerry Maguire. We got a, some stuff going on that we're starting to see with Bryce Young. It's not a million dollars. It's not, as I'm quoting Nick Saban, well over seven figures. And by the way, it's Miles Brennan. Uh, <laughs> gets a truck from Hollingsworth Richards Ford. Uh, PCG says, Jordy is just pissed that Ed won't do his show. Tommy says, it's crazy to see Jordy taking shots. Ed, is, Ed basically got his start at LSU from being on the morning show with Jordy and, T, and Derek Panamski. Uh, yep. Mark says, Jordy, Jordy said, if Coach O gets fired, go, you go after Lane Kiffin. I'm not going to say you don't go after Lane Kiffin. What I am going to say is, is that, guys, what do we uh, – again, fire him for what? Like, guys, fire him for what? You want to talk about five and five? I'll have that conversation with you. I'm not going to agree with you. Guys, Ed goes seven and five this year. Okay, let's have the discussion. But don't you dare tell me fire him on Title Nine when you don't have the evidence. Am I the only person in America? Uh, I shouldn't say America. Am I the only person in the Rudy Pooh state of Louisiana that just is calling it like it is? And I don't mean that in a cocky, individualized way. I'm asking the God's honest truth. Am I the only person that says, hey, you can't attack a coach because of... Guys, let me give you an example. You want to talk about clickbait in the media? We've gone through multiple coaching search here at AYS. Multiples. You guys remember when we broke the Bo Pelini story? You remember uh, Jay Johnson just a, minute, uh, just a while ago? Durante Jones, Jake Peets, Marcus Freeman. You guys know... What I told you about Marcus Freeman. Coaching searches give you the most clicks. Just never forget that. You start hearing people saying fire, 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 fire. When maybe it's not justified, just understand coaching searches give you the most clicks. It's not even close. It's not even close. Chris Barnhill says Jacoby Matthews is securing his bag. He will get uh he will he will get his while playing for LSU. I don't worry one second for um about Jacoby Matthews, not for a second. Um I don't worry about it. I don't I don't think that guys, we have to understand that even if we have to understand that name image and likeness is something new. And we have to understand that kids these kids, especially in this class have been haltered and hit worse than any recruiting class maybe ever when it comes to taking recruiting visits. The kid wants to decommit, let him decommit. It's a long way to go. He At, at, at worst, if Jacoby Matthews, which he won't, at least I'm t- being told that he won't, goes over to Texas A&M this weekend and commits to Texas A&M, guys, he's done it twice. I mean, Derek Stingley committed, decommitted, and then committed back to LSU. It happens all the time. It's recruiting. This kind of goes to my point when I talk about name, image, and likeness and got and, and tell and told you guys this week that um 
if you thought players weren't getting paid initially, you're crazy, guys. They're getting multi. They're getting lots of money. This has been happening. This isn't new. Uh, Nookie says, "Remember the Damon James press conference? It's time to move on." I remember that. Mark says, "The young folks kind of sit there and look like they just rolled out of bed." I don't know about that. I mean, I I like guys. I'm just being um. I'm being honest. I like Jordan. I like his show. I think he does a good job. Kenny Russell says, some people just hate Coach O. No way else around it. I agree with that. Uh, William Doyle on Facebook Live says, what is with Coach O? Just go to the beginning of the show. I, I mean, what what do you mean what's up? Guys, put your hashtag Ask Blake in there. Um, if you're on YouTube, we'll put it in there because Colin Thibodeau says, hashtag Ask Blake, what's their end game? Coach O fired to hire who? Tom Herman? Uh, guys, I don't know that. I mean, we're asking questions about. I mean, we're talking about firing, uh, firing in, and for what? Chili Vic says hashtag Ask Blake. I think Matthews will be back in the fold just to join the process of name, image, likeness. I agree with that. I don't fault him at all. Actually, I know LSU fans are going to hate me for saying that, and I get it. I want the kid to be here myself. But I don't think I don't think it's that big enough of a deal that guys he couldn't be back because he can. Uh, Val Browning, Val, I saw a couple of your comments. I'm not I'm not missing you. He says this too. Uh, he was the district attorney. Yep. Um, let's see. Val says, "How about Blake's friends from University of Texas saying the SEC now goes through Austin?" And Texas will be uh, at the head of the table. That was uh, on Feinbaum, even though Paul was laughing at them. Yeah, that's not – guys, come on, man. I mean, I, did I not tell you that they were going to do that, they were, that their fans were going to start doing that? They haven't won the Big 12, and they're – I mean, they're, they're a cocky bunch. They're a cocky bunch. Uh, C. King says, as far as the go after Lane Kiffin comment – what is Lane Kiffin one? I don't disagree. And, and something when – you know, what's crazy to me is we well, – remember when we had the discussion about Lane Kiffin about a month ago? I See, I brought this comment up specifically. I said, outside of what he's done at FAU, what has he done as a Power 5 head coach? Because he's not, he's not been that great. Um, actually, he hasn't been great at all. So his wins and his winning percentage, meaning Lane Kiffin, isn't that great. I mean, you can pull up USC, you can pull up Tennessee, you can pull up Ole Miss. The ones that get him above the 65 and 70% winning percentage is when he's at FAU. Being in the big conferences has not been lame. Remember what he did with the Raiders. Remember what he did to Jamarcus Russell, which people get on Lane Kiffin about the blank disc, but I think that's more Jamarcus Russell more than anything. Man, put the disc in. Watch film. I mean, ain't that difficult. So... I don't, I, and I, I fully don't believe that um, Scott Woodward would go after Lane Kiffin. And I'm not calling Scott out, Scott Woodward out when I say this here, guys. At, at some point, when does the PR stop? PR stuff stop. So if you want to talk about PR, you want to talk about the press. So to be a PR nightmare means that you have to be a press nightmare, public relations nightmare. Coming from the press on what? So what are we characterizing Ed in? Gloria Scott, who legitimately committed a felony? I'm not saying anything about Darius Geis. We have audio tape of it. 
but I just can't see I can't see Lane coming to LSU as a as a head coach. I don't think that that is um don't think that somebody Scott would go over it. um can't see it. PCG says Lane Kiffin and his Twitter account is a PR nightmare. You know yeah, and you know what's crazy talking about Lane Kiffin and the PR nightmare when it comes to that. And let's look at other coaches. Okay? So let let's take a let's take a look at that. Lane Kiffin would now. Do I think he'd stop on Twitter? Yes, because Lane has kind of calmed down with the Twitter stuff. If you've been noticing now that they they feel like they're start about, about to start winning, um, in his mind he feels like they're about to start winning. He's been a lot better with with the Twitter stuff. But let's look at other coaches. You know, people have gotten on Ed about the the photo that was leaked with him and uh, Bailey Lauderdale. Everybody knows who she is by now. I'm not. Mm, yeah, not making this up. Um, people freak out about the 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 photo. They freak out about Ed Orgeron running around campus with his shirt off. But there was a lot of people that wanted Tony Vitello, who some have characterized as a womanizer, a single man that will be going on dates in Baton Rouge. Do you think he's not going to be seen out with a very pretty lady? You think he's not going to be doing stuff? He's not going to want to eventually one day get married? If you want Tony Vitello, who some Tennessee fans have called, I'm not joking, and made signs of being the womanizer, you're okay with him doing it but not Ed? You can't make up excuses and you can't overreact to something because you don't like what happened on the field. It is a very lazy take, in my opinion, a very lazy take, and you guys know that it's a. I don't like using the words lazy take. It's a very lazy take when you say all the stuff off the field is why you should fire Ed Orgeron. Give me real legitimate reasons of the fi- of what's going on in the field. You again, give me the five and five. You better be willing to debate it, but you can't overreact to something to make your point. You have to be realistic of what's going on. So, uh, Chuck Gujo says it's stupid to think Coach O is going anywhere. Best coach at L- at LSU in decades. Lame ass media needs to shut the hell up. Uh, don't disagree. Bundy on Facebook Live says hashtag Ask Blake why don't he stop talking to or ban them from his press conference, or can he do that? I don't think he can really do that. You want to talk? You want to talk about? Bundy's talking about can Ed ban them for the press conference. Number one, Ed's not going to do that because he wants to be back in good relations with the media. And the the sad truth is, is that he does need the media to some context. Um, he needs to get his public relations back. What Ed has been trying to do and what he tried to do at the Baton Rouge Rotary Club was for there to be a press conference and a feeling that, hey, Ed Orgeron's back. There's nothing that Ed Orgeron said I don't care if the room was looking around and, you know, asking questions. Guys, Ed Orgeron can't give it to Derek Panamski. Let him guide you over to compliance on what you can and can't do. Here's another thing about name image. Guys, you're not going to jail. There's no NCAA ruling. There's no law about NIL in the state of Louisiana, and there's nothing that the NCAA said that they can do that they're letting the states govern. So if there's nothing illegal technically, there's no base of laws, there's no fine, there's no criminal stuff that can go on, 
It isn't doing anything illegally. There's the NCAA said we're going to let the states govern. The state, the state of Louisiana doesn't make laws and penalties because to make a law, you have to have a penalty, meaning, hey, I throw this water bottle at you, I get six days in jail. You know, that does that's not happen with name, image, and likeness. Do they make something up in civil court? I don't know, but that's civil court. We're talking about something being illegal. We got to be careful with our words too. Do you know what it means to be arrested? You, we got to stop throwing words out there. You want to get the beast out? We got to stop throwing words out there just because it fits a narrative. Guys, being placed under arrest isn't a joke. One thing I will, and, and look, you guys know good and damn well that I will come on this show and I'll say what I got to say and I'll go tell it to anybody's face. I don't give a damn, Rudy Pooh. Doesn't matter to me. Does not matter to me. Brooks got a guy behind the camera. Come on. We'll bring you and buy you lunch. Laughing while I do it. Don't care. I'm not, if I'm going to say it right here, I'm going to say it to your face. Stop saying stuff about people being arrested. It's not a joke. Call the Cat Dunn says, we are in what we have done for me lately generation. That we are, Carl. That we are. Yum, yum. <laughs> I don't know how you say that, but yum, yum. We're going to call him yum, yum on YouTube says, what are your thoughts on defending the RPO game zone drops? Rotations. It's a good question. The RPO, I've, I've kind of made, uh, uh, I had a video about the RPO and my thoughts on the RPO game. There's so much, in reference to defending, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I guess it really depends on your personnel and how you want to defend it. It dep- The tough thing about the RPO is that if you're a defensive end, you do have to read the mesh point between the quarterback and the running back. If he pulls it, if he if he takes it, if he runs, a defensive end's not seeing a backside slant. So, from a defensive end, a linebacker perspective, you have to teach them to be patient. You have to teach the defensive end, hey, make your read, make the offense dictate to what you're doing, and then let the back end do what they're do the let the back end do what they need to do. If you're a linebacker, I don't know if there's a there's so many different ways on how you do something at at the linebacker position during the RPO. Do you want to sit in zone? Do you want to run or or do you want to read it being a run? Do you want to stand your ground? I don't know how you necessarily defend that. Now there's been some concepts that people have done dropping people back in zone, doing some blitzing on, on the wide side of the field. There's been a lot of concepts that people have done stuff on. I think it ba- is based off your personnel and your preference of how you want to stop it. We remember that LSU uh, uh, faked a – let me give an example. Uh, you remember the uh, Tua interception. He goes through a little a small RPO. He throw, He tries to get the ball to Devontae Smith. Uh, uh, Patrick Queen interception. He gets back up the field. That was a fake blitz. He goes back in zone. Sometimes you do have to confuse the quarterback, especially when you're going to go through RPO read. Uh, zone drops – Again, that's based on personnel. Do you want to go into cover three? Do you want to sit in cover two? How do you want to defend it? That's up to you on that point. Do you want to go man-to-man? I think man-to-man is is tougher to go against with the RPO. 
sometimes. However, if you're if you have a receiver running a quick slant, we remember uh, Derek Stingley uh, uh, breaking up so many passes in nineteen when they're in man to man coverage. Team runs an RPO, gets interception, he gets a pass deflection. It just depends. Uh, rotations. I think LSU, for example, showed you how they're going to do it in reference to rotations. They want to be able to rotate. So they want to be able to pass off. The problem with that is is that the communication last year, LSU was not able to rotate, and that got them burned a lot. So it's going to be interesting to see. I like rotations if it can be communicated, uh, if you're talking about rotations. One thing that people don't talk about enough in the RPOs is zone blocking schemes and how people and how O-lines dominate with the zone blocking schemes. Uh, there's not really anything new on the zone blocking schemes. I think it's the most effective way to, to run the football up front, and that's what I would do if, if I was an offensive coordinator. I would not get my running game. I would not pull guys maybe every now and then, get a trap game going. But I do believe, in my personal opinion, that zone blocking schemes is the number one most effective thing in running the football. Go watch LSU in 2019. That's my opinion. It's been my opinion for a long time. Do you, you know, so for example, if you guys don't know what a three tech is, a three tech is a defensive tackle that's shaded on the outside of the guard. If he's on the uh, on the wide side of the field, he's in between the tackle and guard, and you're running a, 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 a RPO mesh, if you're running a zone read mesh, you would have the tackle and you'd have the guard and you have the defensive tackle. These two guys are going to uh, double team up to the linebacker. Whichever whichever the linebacker flows, either the tackle is going to come off or the guard's going to come off. That's why you have a lot of options there in the zone read. That's why I like it so much. You have the defensive end that you read. So there's so many different there's so many different concepts there. So I like the question from Yum Yum. Bo Jangle says Jordy took a shot at O telling boosters to see Derek Panamski to pay the players. Uh, then he had Austin Thomas on that clarified that name, image, and likeness stuff and how many and how the university cannot hook players with boosters that way. They're not hooking them up. That's not the question that was asked. You have to go based off of what the question's asked. The question was asked to Ed, how do we go about making a business and how do we go reaching out to the school to make sure we're in compliance? Because you got to take the context of what was being asked. This is not what was being asked. The, the person in question asked, how do, okay, Ed, you talked about it being legally four times now. How do we do it legally? That's the question. Guys, please reach out to Derek Panamski. He will then bring you to compliance. That's what he's saying. This right here is not the truth. That's not the truth. If it was, Nick Saban told the exact same thing to the Texas coaching st- uh, uh, high school coaches th- two weeks ago. The way that I know that is because a guy that was at my wedding who's a Texas head coach told me that's what he said. The same exact thing that uh, Nick Saban said in his little high school press conference thing is the same exact thing in context of what Ed said nobody's ripping Ed Orgeron or Nick Saban because it wasn't on audio tape and the press wasn't welcome. Funny how that goes, huh? That's not what happened right here. It's not illegal. Even if it was illegal. Austin Thomas on that clarify the name, image, and likeness stuff, you can't use the university. Nobody's saying that's also a lie to an extent. 
You can meet with compliance to see if you're in compliance of what's going on or use a third party. It's not true. All right. A couple more we're going to get on out of here. Chili Vic says, hashtag ask Blake. I'm hearing really, really good things about the defense, especially in the back end. I am too. I am too. Ryan Mayer says, good morning, guys. If you're just joining us, I can't pull up the Facebook comments uh, on my side. So, I mean, guys, I'm telling you, Facebook has, has really started to hurt us a little bit um, on how we do things. Bojangle says, Blake, I'm pissed at Jordy for going after O. I, I'm with you, but I, I'm i using your con- – I, I know what you're saying here, Bojangles. Uh, that, again, <laughs> I got to be ca- – guys, if, I, if I'm if i going after this, I, Bojangles is not going after you, bud. Just saying that this is not in the context. The context, again, was, Coach, what do we do? Right? Like, what do we do? What do you want him to – what do you want him to do? Uh, and he says, I'm just letting you know, go listen to the his uh, Austin Thomas interview and see how at handled the question. AT handled the question. Yeah. Uh, Carl Dunn says, Dr. Blake, PhD of football. Thank you. Well, I mean, look, yum, yum. Yum, yum always asks me those kinds of questions. Uh, I think to kind of test my football knowledge. Uh, Michael Ray says, I think Jones gets him. I think Matthews recommits. Yeah, I think Matthews is going to be fine. I think Jacoby, we're fine with Jacoby Matthews, guys. There's nothing that has been indicated to me so far that we should be worried about Jacoby Matthews. Nothing. Nothing at all. Okay, a couple more. We'll get on out of here. Um, let's get up to a couple of these comments. I hate that it won't pull up. C. King says as far, or we talked about that one. Yeah, we talked about that one. I think we got into all the comments. How about that? Uh, Edwin says, hashtag ask Blake, where will all these fire O proponents be when if LSU goes 10-2, 11-1, 12-0 and in a national title hunt back on the bandwagon? Of course. And, and the sad thing is that fans won't let, won't let you know, will let them back on. And that's the sad part. You know, God forbid I say something negative. God forbid I say something negative. You would probably think that I'm just, you know, the Rudy Pootis of all Rudy Poos. You know? So, no, I'm not going to – guys, I'm not going to let up on this one. I mean, again, if you want to fire Ed for on-the-field stuff, go right on ahead. Make the argument. I don't agree with you, but you can make the argument. I'll listen to it. I think that's more plausible. You're going to say fire Ed for PR nightmare? Shit. The truth is, Jordy, you wanted him before, man. I mean, all of a lot of us wanted him before. It's not just Jordy. You know? Here's my question. Here's my question to all of you. So there's 191 people in, in here currently. Let me ask all of you this. When do you start firing back at those people? When you start, you fire back at me all day, all the live long day. Maybe it's because I bring you comments up here and you want to get a rise out of me. Maybe. I don't, I, I don't know. When do we start firing back at these people? Let them know what you think. Let them know what you feel. Because in, 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 until you start letting them know how you feel and that you're not going to be following them 
and doing anything with them, it, it will continue. Uh, PVT Theo says, you did get a shout-out on the Jordy Show. Yep, I did. And look, I'm being polite like he was polite. I mean, I'm not – I've said four times now, this is the fourth time, I feel like my name's Ed Orgeron. Love his show. Great dude. Great dude. Just saying. Sometimes we got to be a little bit more realistic here. All right. Let's do this. Let's get on out of here. Let's get on out of here. 50 minutes. Doing good. All right, guys. See y'all later. Y'all have a good day. Y'all have a good morning. Man, y'all be safe out there now. It's for real, man. Y'all be safe. By the way, I like my new uh, coach's windbreaker. My coach's windbreaker. You see the the three-quarter sleeves? I'm about to go get me maybe an AYS logo on it right here. Maybe a Franklinton emblem. Maybe an LSU emblem. I don't know. But I can't do that. It's got Adidas on it. That sucks. All right, guys. We'll see y'all soon. Have a good day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.